it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not witness a red rave last night, and neither did you. It was like an episode of the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Everybody got into the pumpkin patch, waiting for the great pumpkin to come, but at the end of the night... You rockin'! Nothing happened. We are going to discuss it on a busy day with Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, we will also be talking with Fox News contributor Brian Brenberg, as well as Democratic strategist Kevin Walling, who joins us for a postmortem on the 2022 midterms, uh, which, of course, are still going on because in states like Arizona and Nevada, and certainly down in Georgia, we don't have the answers yet. That's not right. I mean, really, if you're going to talk about election integrity and getting people to buy into the outcome, how about, you know, maybe, I don't know, a counting process we could buy into. We're certainly not there yet, but we will discuss all of it at great length. 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> That is all. Really quick, I'm on Gutfeld tonight. Uh, we are going to be, of course, reacting to the midterms uh, and uh, having a wild time doing it. Myself, Emily Campagno, Kat Timf, Tyrus will be in the house as well. And we will have our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. And I should also really quickly promote my stand-up shows uh, because you might not be talking to me after that because I've got a lot to say and you're not going to love all of it. But here we go. Uh, I will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Friday, December the 9th, Saturday, December the 10th. Uh, tickets for those shows available at BricktownComedy.com. If you're down in Oklahoma City, come hang out with your radio buddy. If you're not in Oklahoma City, come hang out with your radio buddy. And, of course, Friday, December the 16th, Saturday, December the 17th, I will be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And tickets for those shows available at SummitCityComedy.com. And let's face it, man, you need to laugh right now. And those tickets, let's get this out of the way, too. You know, if you got somebody in your family who is like a Fox News super fan, buying them tickets to see me at the comedy show is a really good Christmas gift. It's also a really good April Fool's gift if you got somebody who's a CNN fan. <laughs> Seriously, if you got somebody in your family that walks around with an NPR tote bag or watches at Rachel Maddow religiously, buy him some tickets to the show. We'll probably have some pretty spirited back and forths. Uh, Lord knows there's plenty of it going on right now on the Twitter on the social media, and that's where we begin, okay? In my home state of New York, the big winner last night in the governor's race was U-Haul. Bingo. Okay, Kathy Hochul defeats my man Lee Zeldin, uh, a heartbreaker for anybody who lives in New York, uh, commutes into the city, and has seen the rapid deterioration uh, of the quality of life here in the city as it pertains to crime and homelessness and the mentally ill. I've said it before, New York is really bad right now. OK, it looks like Gotham City before Batman comes, except Batman's not coming because he hasn't been vaccinated. So he's not allowed to fight crime. So we move on now in pursuit of some other superhero. <laughs> but the theme in New York was a theme that kind of held across the country. People voted party. They didn't necessarily vote candidate, but they voted their party hard. It's the antithesis of everything I stand for on this show. I say every damn day. 
you know, these people in power work for us. Don't put your party ahead of your country, because oftentimes when you do that, you wind up with people representing you who have no business doing so. Correct the mundo. Okay, Kathy Hochul is behind some of the most woke district attorney, the most woke district attorney in the country right now by the, by the name of Alvin Bragg. Kathy Hochul has signaled her support, okay, for not only downplaying the crime problem, but leaving all the woke bail reforms in place. Everything woke turns to So she's part of the problem, okay? That was a loss last night for New York, okay? Democrats might think they won. Hooray! Our girl won! Yay! We beat those pesky Republicans! Great. Now go ride the subway. Great. Now go walk down 7th Avenue, okay? Go do anything here in the city. It's horrific. But that was kind of the theme of the night in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz losing to John Fetterman. There's no way you watched John Fetterman. And said, oh, no, this guy's got it. He can represent me in, sen- in the Senate. I could see this guy arguing his case on the floor. I could see this guy being a staunch advocate for my rights. No, that's not what happened. Okay, people voted for him because they thought he'd hold up his hand and vote Democrat. But they physically, you know, guy who is in no capacity to be in the Senate won the race probably a lot easier than anybody thought because at the end of the day, people were just going to vote their party. There were two things that happened last night. Okay, a lot of people voted their party, and on a national level, on a national level, a lot of people just flat out voted against Donald Trump. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Trump's biggest endorsements had a really rough night last night. Okay, he likes to crow about, you know, we won 185 and we lost nine. I just want to be honest with you, man. I think Trump's policies are exponentially better than Joe Biden's. Like if Trump was running against Biden, I'm obviously going to vote for Trump. But right now, Trump isn't running against anybody, but he might be running against the guy who is probably the clear front runner and has the easiest path to the presidency in Ron DeSantis. So let's head down to Florida really quick, because the good news last night, you know, if you are a Republican is, yes, you're going to take back the House. That's going to happen. Senate's still hanging in the balance. We don't know what's going on in Nevada. We don't know what's going on in Arizona. It looks like Georgia's headed towards a runoff. Okay, what we do know is down in Florida, Ron DeSantis had an epic night. When I say an epic night, I mean he not only won far above and beyond what the polls had predicted, but he did so in historically, historically difficult counties for Republicans to win. He won Miami-Dade County. Okay, a county he lost in Florida by 18 points in 2018. He turns around and wins it, going away by over 20 points this time around. Ron DeSantis just mopped the floor with Charlie Crist, just mopped the floor with the national media that was trying to call him the devil. And he did so how? By prioritizing local issues. Ron DeSantis ran on what? We are going to protect your freedoms. We're not going to force your kids to wear masks. We're not going to force our population to be vaccinated. We're not going to shut down our businesses. Ron DeSantis ran on something, uh, a maximum strength platform of freedom. The guy ran on freedom, and he won big. Uh, here he is talking about it last night because this is quickly, quickly becoming the battle line now as we move forward. It's not, you know, Republican versus Democrat, okay, where I come from. 
Okay, the only thing, the only thing that matters is the country. The country has to be better off, okay? Ron DeSantis last night made a strong case that every member of this country would be better off if he was leading it, and that includes the minority population, okay, specifically Hispanics, okay, the Latino population that turned out and voted for him last night really blew people away. Like, nobody saw this coming. They expected him to win by 12 to 15 points. They didn't expect him to win by 19 and have the minority community carry him over the top. But here he was last night, clip 12. You know, over these past four years, we've seen major challenges for the people of our state, for the citizens of the United States, and above all, for the cause of freedom. We saw freedom in our very way of life, and so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine. Florida held the line. Did it ever. Okay, Florida held the line. And I'm going to give you one more. This is clip 13. In reality, Americans have been voting for many years now. They've been voting with their feet. And the results of that behavior has been just as stark as our landslide victory today. States and cities governed by leftist politicians have seen crime skyrocket. They've seen their taxpayers abused. They've seen medical authoritarianism imposed and they've seen American principles discarded. The force is strong with this one. The force is very strong in that one. Now, the truth is, okay, DeSantis, you know, was exponentially better than Charlie Crist, but DeSantis won in a way that all the other Republicans were supposed to. I want you to understand something, okay? Joe Biden had a better midterm performance than Donald Trump or Barack Obama. That's significant because Joe Biden has a lower approval rating than both of these men do. Traditionally, the incumbent party loses everything in the midterms. And let's be clear, Republicans are going to take the House. They very well may take the Senate, but they underachieved last night. They underachieved last night in a very winnable midterm. The reason that happened in a lot of precincts is because although Republicans had the economy on their side, they had a fuel crisis on their side, they had a porous border and a fentanyl crisis on their side, okay? A lot of Republicans that were put onto the ballot by Donald Trump last night were successfully branded as election deniers. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I don't believe this is valid because every Democrat on earth denied the results of the 2016 election. 33 congressmen did not attend Trump's inauguration saying it was a scam. Hillary Clinton, of course, conceded. But then, you know, with the help of her allies in the DOJ, Green led a Russia probe that was a total scam based nothing on nothing more, nothing less than her own opposition research that she had bought and paid for and was completely uncorroborated. But the point was every Democrat is an election denier. Every Democrat that warned us in the run up to this election was an election denier. But the Democrats were able to successfully tie people to Donald Trump. And what I'm trying to explain to you is being tied to Trump on a national level, it's actually a bad thing. I think he's got a point. It's a bad thing. And, I, you know, you might not think so because you think Trump's policies are better than Biden. You may not think so because you think, well, you know, inflation was only one point under Trump. It's only eight points, eight points under Biden. You know, gas was a dollar 40 under Trump than it is under Biden. All of this is true. The border was better under Trump. The economy was better under Trump. The fuel situation was better under Trump. Okay, your streets felt safer under Trump. They all did. Trump was tangibly by any metric a better president than Joe Biden. But that doesn't mean that Trump can be president again. 
And what I'm trying to say to you is, okay, as much as people love the storyline of Trump pulling a Grover Cleveland and becoming the second president to serve two non-concurrent terms, it doesn't mean it's possible on a national level because you just can't underestimate how much people hate this guy. Okay, his personality rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And again, you and I know that January 6th wasn't nearly as violent as the George Floyd summer of 2020. But understand, the rest of the country doesn't care. They don't care what you know. They don't care what I know. When it comes to elections and when it comes to the country, okay, I don't need our guy to win. I need our country to win. So my my question to you is, as someone who's rooting for the country, if you listen to this show every day, I would imagine you're partisan one way or the other, but you have to be rooting for the country pretty hard to listen to me because there's not a bigger cheerleader out there. I mean, I have basically pom-poms on each hand. I'm, you know, I'm not even a – in this day and age, I shouldn't even call myself a male cheerleader. I could be a female cheerleader even though I <laughs> – <laughs> Even though my male parts are still intact, I actually, when you think about it, I mean, man. But the point is, if you're rooting for the country and you want to see the country move forward, okay, the only way to address inflation, the only way to get the border under control, okay, the only way to do something about crime is to elect a Republican with the backbone to follow through. Now, I'm not telling you Donald Trump doesn't have the backbone to follow through. Donald Trump is a wrecking ball. OK, but it doesn't mean Donald Trump is electable. It doesn't mean he can win nationally. So the question I have for you, and I'm going to get into this with Jim Jordan today, uh, and it'll be a little tricky. But, you know, a lot of people in the Republican Party are quietly whispering that last night was the moment Ron DeSantis took control of the Republican Party. Is that true? You tell me. 888-788-9910. That's the discussion I want to have with you today. OK, it's not what went wrong, what happened, these crazy dumb Dems. It's how do you move the ball forward? Because I got to be honest, I was terrified by what I saw last night. I did turn on the TV expecting a red wave. And you know who else expected a red wave? The Democrats. That's why they were yelling and screaming about the whole thing being stolen in the run up to the election is they thought they were going to lose everything. Their internal polls had them losing everything. And I mean everything. That's why they were talking about stolen elections and everything in between. Okay, I did not see that coming. But the point is, Republicans haven't been able to successfully make their case on a national level because when people think Republican, a lot of them think Trump. And when people think Trump, they think January 6th. You know, they think of a lot of the wild pitches he threw during the covid pandemic. Again, I'm not blaming him. This is not me being some rhino douche, you know, never Trump jackass. This is me trying to have an honest conversation about the way forward. We are desperately in need of strong conservative leadership. But that doesn't mean we can elect any strong conservative because it doesn't necessarily mean they can win. Okay, what I saw out of Ron DeSantis last night was a guy that flipped the minority vote, something no Republican has done. Ron DeSantis did it in Miami-Dade, becomes the first Republican governor to carry Miami-Dade since Jeb Bush, of all people, in 2002. But Jeb Bush, of course, has Latino ties in his wife's family. Okay, Ron DeSantis, who lost Miami-Dade County overwhelmingly with Trump's support, showed up last night without Trump's support and won it by a margin nobody had ever seen before. Okay, so the question I have for you is not do you hate Trump now? Are you mad at Trump? I don't care. I don't have that talk. I'm not mad at Trump. Trump wasn't on the ballot last night for all intents and purposes, except the Democrats managed to find a way to put him there. 
And it won in a lot of the key races where Trump's endorsement mattered the most. Dr. Oz was Trump's handpicked guy. Dr. Oz just lost to a guy who can't complete a sentence. Do you understand? Can you imagine the stress the nation's sign language interpreters are under now that they have Biden and Fetterman to deal with? Two guys that force the sign language interpreters to make up signs every time they give a speech. Joe Biden's the only guy I know who's ever made a sign language interpreter shrug. He's like, I don't have a word for that. Okay. well, if you thought Biden was tough, where do you see the new senator from Pennsylvania? Again, a man who was eminently beatable, who has no place being in the Senate, but got there because the Democrats did not make this a referendum on John Fetterman. They made it a referendum on Trump. So my question to you is, is it DeSantis time? Okay, you can tell me when we come back. 888-788-9910. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Fox News has just called Wisconsin for Ron Johnson. So that gives the Republicans 49 senators now. They are just two victories away from a majority. Right now we're talking about a way to get our hands on a majority in 2024. Uh, Let's get into the phones. Uh, Barry is in Los Angeles, California. Yo, Barry. So, Jimmy, uh, in regard to DeSantis, Mm -hmm. all props to him. He's done everything right. Mm -hmm. The problem, you know, everybody I've listened to this morning, oh, Ron DeSantis, he should be president. People don't understand that the media and the Democrats have done to Florida the same thing they do to Fox News, the same thing they did to Trump. But he won anyway, whereas like Trump didn't win. DeSantis won by 20. Hold on. Mm -hmm. okay. people people around the country, they're about 40 percent of them love Florida. The other 60 percent think Florida is a bunch of backward ass redneck. And that's it. I don't know, man. There's more people moving to Florida than any other state in the country. Right, like, I, and the I, guy I, just I, won I, the I, Latino vote. The point is, what Republican yeah. could you point to that could flip the yeah. minority vote? Jimmy, you understand it's so deadly yeah. for the Democrats. Here's what I'm trying to say. Is, mm-hmm. You don't is, think he could do that nationally? You think he does it in Florida because he has I, the advantage one, of local I, leadership? Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he can do it nationally. Mm-hmm. Without he needs Trump. The thing that you know, everybody's no. like, oh, the, the he didn't have Trump this time women. around, though. Just hold it. It was again. It was Florida here. <laughs> That's not uh, nothing. What? He did something in Florida. Nobody predicted. And again, more people are moving there than anywhere else in the world. Listen, I'll put and you down I, as a no. So let me really quick because no, I don't no, want to no, cut no, you off. No, no, but, Barry, I'm not cutting you off. Yeah. I'm going to lose you to a commercial. Okay. Where do you weigh in? Are you, okay. Do you say is Trump the, fo- the way forward? We're just going to keep numbers here. Is it Trump or is it DeSantis I'm, or somebody else? I'm saying DeSantis can't win without Trump's backing, and that Trump can win if Trump doesn't be petty and actually runs on his prior Barry, everybody. There he goes.
Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, we asked Trump, uh, as far as he's concerned, Ron DeSantis, okay, only got the nomination because of him. Uh, and that was the Trump quote last night. It's clip 19. Ron is a person I've always had a decent relationship with him. And as soon as I endorsed him, within moments, he, the race was over. I got him the nomination. He didn't get it. I got it. Now, I want to be really clear, okay? Trump's uh, endorsement in Florida in 2018 was a huge deal for DeSantis. It was a race DeSantis wound up winning by like two-tenths of a point against Andrew Gillum, who has since descended into some type of drug-induced madness and pray for the guy and hope it works out well for him. But the point is Trump helped him a great deal in 2018. Didn't matter in 2020. DeSantis kind of made his own way. Now, the argument here, and I opened up the phones, 888-788-9910. I'm going to get to every single one of your calls if you're on hold. This is the gig today. You guys are co-hosting the show, so get your game face on, okay? I'm not on the air right now saying Trump's policies are bad. We don't like him. Get rid of the guy. What I am on the air saying is, based on what I've seen at the national level, Trump is not a help to the Republican Party, if only because he makes everything a referendum on Trump. We're talking about the 2020 election. We're talking about his own baggage. Okay, he last night nominated a lot of candidates that did not win very winnable races. Do you understand? That's the point I'm trying to make. DeSantis had a winnable race. He's in Florida. It's got the best economy. They didn't lock down because of COVID. He just led them back from a storm pretty resiliently. And despite the same level of onslaught from the media that a guy like Trump gets, DeSantis didn't commit any unforced errors, and he won resoundingly. Now, I'm not here to tell you, like, DeSantis has to be the guy. I'm here to tell you you have a voice on this show. It's not Agree With Me FM. It's not Agree With Me AM. It's I want to know what you think. This is America's family meeting. I'm the deadbeat radio dad, so pull up a chair and let's have a conversation. 888-788-9910. Kurt is in Burlington, Vermont. He leads us off. Yo, Kurt. Jimmy, how's it going? My man. Well, uh, Lucy spent the night in the pumpkin patch. The great pumpkin didn't quite fly over. With those red wave gifts? Screw you, Linus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I completely agree with you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think, as I, we know there's still some results out there, as you mentioned, Arizona, Nevada. Nevada looks like it could go to the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And then if they could all fall down to Georgia again, in which case, <laughs> President Trump, please stay away <laughs> no. this time. Uh, but you're also right in that I, I just think that when Trump popped his head into Pennsylvania. I don't think that helped Dr. Oz. It's and I tough. think some of the candidates that he touted were not the best candidate. That's, that's, come to, that's been shown to be true now. But I think that this result today, however it turns out, mm-hmm. is, is not going to be the result that people were hoping for, the red wave that we all thought was coming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually going to benefit the Republican Party in the long run towards 2024, mm-hmm. because I think this is what was needed to actually finally 
pierce the Trump balloon and get a lot of Republicans who love Trump to finally see the light and say, you know what, love Trump, love this presidency, time to move on. Listen, I, I think you're making a lot of good points because even when you go up the road in Georgia, like Brian Kemp did not have Trump's help. Okay, Brian Kemp won going away. Herschel Walker, who I love personally, had a lot of Trump's help, and Herschel Walker at best is going into a runoff. You know, and that's the thing. The Republicans are positioned just based on Biden being an incumbent with a historically low approval rating. This should have been a red wave. I mean, there's a re- you know this. The reason the Democrats were talking about stolen elections is they thought they were about to lose 40 seats. You know, they're shocked. They, they didn't get out of bed this morning anticipating this. And I think that really is a commentary on how at a national level, the point you made is accurate, is that a lot of people when it comes to Trump have a Trump fatigue. And the only other thing before I let you go, Kurt, uh, is that I wanted to introduce into the conversation is if Trump says he's running next week, that means he is running two full years before Election Day. I promise you the national electorate is going to suffer from a little Trump fatigue if we've got to do this for two years, don't you think? I absolutely think so. And I think the Republicans have lots of other good choices, not just DeSantis, but I think uh, DeSantis clearly is the rising star after that result last night. And he does not. I know the previous caller said this, but no, he does not need Trump's help. I don't think so either. And and Trump trying to tell him to or his people trying to tell him to stay away and and don't Mm -hmm. don't crash his party. No, stop uh, it. There's a lot lot of people around Trump that are deluding themselves into thinking he can win nationally because they want to be close to the presidency again. If he wins, he's in power. They're hanging out at the White House. And they might not necessarily have that relationship with DeSantis, who's a little bit more of a traditional politician. You know what I'm saying? He's not treating the White House like an Elks Lodge, the way kind of Trump does. So there's a lot of people that are betting with their heart. But I can tell you this, as a guy who has paid and not paid his rent from betting, you're not supposed to do it with your heart. You know what I'm saying, Kurt? Time for the party to move forward and stop looking backward. Well, it's just a shame Trump's not on Twitter because we'd both get destroyed for this call. <laughs> but thank you, Kurt. We'll do this. We'll do it again soon, brother. Be well. Uh, let's get to my man Daniel down in North Carolina, barbecue country. Yo, Daniel. Hello, Mr. Jimmy. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm holding it together, Daniel. But I definitely need the callers to come through. I was up all night covering this election, so you sound ready to go. So thanks for that. Okay, well, my first scene is going to be really quick. I know that you got your time mm-hmm. for all the callers. My first scene is that it's the Santis moment, and uh, I am a Republican. I vote for Trump twice, but listen to me. The best scene that happened last night is that democracy wins, mm-hmm. and that's a good scene. That's a good scene because we don't see too much like things like happens on the boots and this and that. And uh, that's a good scene for everyone, you know. Yeah. yeah and no. the second, mm-hmm. yeah. And the and the second scene is like the Trump is supposed to just and all Republicans we need to keep going. Like it doesn't matter who's wrong for it, mm-hmm. but we are supposed to just let Trump behind. He was a good candidate when he wins. Mm-hmm. He did a good scene for the party. He did a good scene for the country. But now we need to move on, and we need to look for. All the horizons, you know what I mean? No, I think, listen, I I think you make a good point. It's going to be interesting to see what the rest of the callers think because, you know, people love Trump and they love that he disrupted Washington, D.C. and and really went in there and kind of read them the riot act. And I think we're all thankful for that. But I, I, you know, it's like we're kidding ourselves. We want to see it happen again, but that doesn't mean it can happen, you know? Like, yeah. Let me me tell you something pretty quick. Mm -hmm. First, 
uh, I think that Democrats, if you put CNN right now, mm-hmm. they don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, they're because shocked. They never expecting this. No, they never expecting this for but, them. But that, you yep. know, I think that they prepare. They prepare a lot of things for mm-hmm. today, and that they just need to shut down and begin to talk about what they. One hundred percent. It was, it was you're, I'm, you're laughing, but it's true. I mean, and the Republicans kind of underachieve. Well, listen, if Trump and DeSantis don't run, I'm nominating you, okay, Daniel? Okay, well, when you come into North Carolina, man. Oh, dude, you know how much good barbecue is in North Carolina? It's it's sooner than you think, dude. We're working on it right now. So you just hey, hold Mr. it. Barbecue. Yes. Mr. Barbecue. Oh, believe me, I'll be there, buddy. You'll hear about it on the show. So we'll talk soon. Great call, Daniel. Be well. Hattie is in Houston, Texas. Yo, Hattie. Hi. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great. I am hey. t- I am Texas-bound and flying. Me, Jenny, and Lincoln will be down in East Texas tomorrow morning. Ah, wonderful. Yep. There's not a better place. It's I know God's I'm, country. I'm bringing a bouncer in case I get jumped for wearing white cowboy boots. <laughs> well, I was just calling to say I absolutely agree with what you had to say this morning. Mm-hmm. This was a referendum on Trump. It, I think there were... Mm-hmm. Three reasons that it was a red ripple, Mm -hmm. not a a red wave, as they're saying on Fox. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, all of those three reasons go back to one pivotal point, and that's Donald Trump. And he needs to retire. He needs to go to Merlago and stay out of politics and stay out of uh, backing political candidates and just – Focus on his golf game. <laughs> I'll pass along the message, but no, I, I understand where you're coming from. It's really it's a tough spot because he was so valuable, uh, you know, to the country to force yeah. our politics to these productive conversations, which is like we actually have to do something instead of just running on problems. But yes. it's like, I, and you, I think done. the American yes, mm-hmm. I think the American people are begging, begging, begging for there to be. Some uh, people to put down these partisan swords mm-hmm. and let's start getting down to, to doing business that's good for the country and okay. good for all. Imagine that. Hattie, you're like an adult in the room. We need to clone you. We don't have a lot of those out there. <laughs> but uh, listen, if, thank you. If I get thank into you. trouble in East Texas, me, Jenny, and Lincoln are crashing at your place. So leave the door open. Hey, okay? I don't know who the heck you are. <laughs> Hattie, <laughs> a real adult in the room. Good job, Hattie. Please, way, way to go. We'll talk soon. There you go, Hattie. I said, we buttered me up, the show, the Trump, the you. All right, well, then we're going to come crash at your house, Hattie. And she's like, hell no. That's just how white folks will do you. Unbelievable. Uh, Joe is in Appleton, Wisconsin, where Ron Johnson just declared victory. Yo, Joe. Jimmy, what's going on? Oh, man, everything. Everything except what we expected to be going on this morning, which is a red wave. Now, to be clear, before you make your point, it's a good night for Republicans. They're going to win the House, and now it looks like they're going to win the Senate because they basically, in the in the three outstanding races, if they win two of them, they walk away with a majority. If they win one, we're back where we started. So it wasn't like they lost, but they definitely underachieved. And that's why I think a lot of people are pining to move on from Trump. But where do you see it? Hey, man, I, I totally agree with you, and I'm so glad that Ron Johnson won his race. That was yeah. a close call, way close. But, yeah. hey, man, I'm on board with a lot of the other callers. Oh, okay. When Trump, when, when Trump called out DeSantis and gave him that desanctimonious comment, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, like, really? Are you really, are you really serious? He's going after him already. Yep, that's the like, thing. It's, it's, it's all about it's, Trump with Trump. That's the problem. 
And this, this is the point no one's made that I'm trying to make, Joe, and I'll let you get back to your point, is if Trump runs, we're going to be talking about the 2020 election. That's what we're going to be talking about because to him, that's the big thing. OK, Don Bolduc, who lost up in New Hampshire last night, Trump had endorsed him. But then Bolduc was asked about the 2020 election and wouldn't fully commit to it being stolen. So Trump took away his endorsement, which is crazy because, I mean, if you think your endorsement helps, then you're knowingly harming the Republican Party because of your ego. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you. And you, we can relate that same thing to what happened to Rebecca Clayfish here in our state when yep. Tim Michaels beat her. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca Clayfish would have cleaned up on Tony Evers last night. Yep. Would, have totally, would have totally cleaned up on him. Yep. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's it's so sad. And we got a rock star with DeSantis, mm-hmm. a true rock star that built an awesome coalition mm-hmm. last night. And we need to ride that coalition in 2024. I mean, I hate to tell the folks from Florida that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to have but, another but, chance to vote for Charlie Chris because he'll probably flip back to a Republican and try again, that dirtbag. Unbelievable. You got it, man. Great stuff, Joe. You hope, hope your Packers turn it around. I'll see you soon, buddy. Uh, 888-788-9910. Really quick. John is in Tyler, Texas. That's where I'm heading. Uh, he's got to cut the line. Yo, John. Yes. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good. The failures are fired up to get down to East Texas. We're going to be in Papacitas in Longview on Friday. So if you're around, yeah, you want to come drink some tequila with Lincoln. Where I live. Get out of town. Are we going to see you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm John. On it. This is a big deal. Well, if- yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting on my back porch. It's 78 degrees. Ooh. The uh, wind is blowing slightly. I'm smoking a cigar for the first time in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm happy about what happened last night, mm-hmm. but because I think that if the Republican Party will move away from Trump, we have an opportunity to take the 24 presidency. Mm-hmm. If we don't move away from Trump, then we're going to lose again, and another Democrat's going to be president for four more years. That's scary, because that's the point I was trying to make, my man, is we need conservative leadership at the top of the government right now in a big way. And it's almost, and you, yeah, we feel like, look, go ahead. And if you looked at DeSantis last night when he made his acceptance speech, it was not about how great he was. It was about what he was going to do for his state. Yep. Trump has been too arrogant for too long, and I think the American people are just absolutely tired of it. Listen, I, I love, I agree with a lot of what you said, except you didn't mention having a giant cigar for me waiting on that porch. So could you get to it, man? I've got a box that I'll bring to Longview with me. Oh, now you're talking. If you bring a cigar, we're smoking a cigar. That's my campaign promise to you. All right. Absolutely. Good call, John. I'll see you at Papacitas, my man. Uh, 888-788-9910. We're getting right back to the phones after this. The critics have spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have Jim Jordan coming up in the next hour. But right now, it's more you and me time. We're going full calls uh, all day today. 
My question to you, and we'll continue to update the midterms, is what do we do in 2024? There's a lot of people in the Republican Party calling for a change in leadership. I just want to know where you weigh in. I don't care one way or the other. You could be right. You could be wrong. Listen, I don't need to be right. I've been married 16 years, okay? I am accustomed to being told I'm wrong. I'm good at this. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bodie is in Athens, Georgia. Yo, Bodie, what's going on, my man? Hey, Jimmy, I'm, um, everything is good. I just want to put this on record, man. Okay. Hey, I think everybody's counting Trump out. Too mm-hmm. fast, too quick, too soon. Okay. I really feel like DeSantos is a um, flick, meaning he has a flicker. He has a little flame right now. Okay. He's a he's a he's a uh, politician for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and he has a little light. But that light is not the spark that is you know going to uh, take the Republican Party to the White House. Whoa. And let me tell you something: mm-hmm. the left would rather run against DeSantos. Believe me. You think than so? Trump. Don't yeah, don't underestimate Trump. What? I don't care about mm-hmm. you know who didn't come out last night, you know for the midterms or whatever. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, when Trump get back on his grind and get back on his thing, I think it's prophecy that he's going to do great. And um, it was even prophesied he would be a two-term president. Mm-hmm. Everything had to play out the way it played out. Don't count Trump out. All right, listen, I think you make strong points, my man. Uh, I just don't know on a national level. Uh, but you're welcome to call back and tell me you told me so. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> you damn right you will, player. Good stuff, Bodie. We'll do it again. Uh, Bodie says don't count him out. Ken's in Southern California. Uh, Ken might have another take hey, on this. Yo, Ken, what's up? Oh, I just wanted to say I, I ditto as far as what you and the other uh, some of the other previous callers have said. Mm-hmm. It's time to, you know, move on Trump. Unfortunately, he won't be able to do this because he's ego-driven. Yeah. But uh, and I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I like what he did for this country. I just think his his ego stuff really gets in the way. He's got to win all the time, and he's got to say, "Hey, look at me." It's tough. And I think it's time. You know, DeSantis right now. I think the the Republican Party we got to get younger mm-hmm. because and Trump. Everybody got to realize he's pushing eighty. He's yeah. an old guy. Yeah, you know, you said you just don't know what's going to happen when you get older. You you kind of everybody laughs at stuff that happens, but I've had things happen to me, and I'm only in my in sixty, low sixties. Wow. Well, listen, I think you so, make brilliant points, but stay safe, okay? Because I'm going to lose you to a commercial break. But I thought you made great points. Let's do it again soon, Ken. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, getting ready for another big hour of Fox Across America as we react to last night's midterm results. We've got Jim Jordan coming up. We've got Brian Brenberg coming up. And Kevin Walling, a Democratic strategist, weighs in from their side of the aisle because nobody was more surprised than them. They got out of bed this morning, looked at the results, and were shocked. I agree with that. Nobody thought they were going to win anything. So no matter how you slice it, it's a good night for Republicans. They're going to take back the House. Okay, it looks like Nancy Pelosi will no longer be the Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. So that's addition by subtraction. And as we report right now at the top of the hour, Ron Johnson has just won Wisconsin. Republicans now enjoy a 49 to 48 advantage, which means with the outstanding seats remaining in the Senate, I'm talking about the Laxalt-Cortez-Masto race out in Nevada, still too close to call. 
Okay, we've got Blake Masters, Mark Kelly in Arizona, and then, of course, Herschel Walker, okay, could be headed towards a runoff with Raphael Warnock down in Georgia. Okay, the Republicans would need to win two of those races to get to 51 and give themselves a majority. But anything short of that, one puts us back into the same tiebreaker scenario where Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaking vote as vice president. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! Is she ever? But right now, the discussion we were having is Ron DeSantis had a strong night last night in his victory speech. Okay, guy wins by 19 points, which is above and beyond what any of the polls predicted. But more importantly, uh, as we look forward, he wins the Latino vote in Miami-Dade County on a level we've never seen before. That's very significant if it can be duplicated on a national level because the Democrats cannot win elections without overwhelming support for minorities. So if, in fact, Ron DeSantis is a guy who has a handle on courting the minority vote, you'd think that would make him the front runner in the Republican Party heading into 2024. Wrong. Okay, of course, Donald Trump has designs on doing his own thing. So the question I asked you, uh, and you can certainly weigh in on it now in this hour, is are you rolling with Trump in 2024, or you think it's time for him to get out of the way and make room for DeSantis? Or do you have unfinished MAGA business? Are you trying to grow over Cleveland this thing and serve two non-concurrent terms uh, for the Trump man? 888 788 9910 is the phone number. Anthony batting leadoff. He is in Lake City, Minneapolis. Yo, Anthony. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? My man. Uh, I'm doing. Uh, but can, can you tell I was up too late that I'm making the callers do this much work today? <laughs> hey, we're used to it. All right. Thanks for that, buddy. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Trump DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis is a blowout night. Um, I appreciate everything Trump's done. He's been the best president in the history of the country, but it's time to have a new face, a new message. Uh, last night he was on True Social mm-hmm. talking about how the election's being rigged in uh, Arizona. Yeah, and we just we don't we don't need that. It's I'm I'm sick of it. It's tough. Uh, man. Oz was the wrong candidate from the beginning. Mm-hmm. McCormick was much stronger. Yep. I'm sick of just putting a name on a candidate and hoping it works and it's not going to work uh it's democrats don't have a message and they're winning it's it's yeah that's the thing okay last night was a such a winnable when you talk about a red wave the reason everyone was using the term is because the democrats thought it was going to happen too everybody thought the republicans going to win big so they lost a winnable okay i don't want to say they lost because they're going to have the majority in in the house and certainly looks like they could have a shot in the senate but the point is they did underachieve by any metric And it certainly slows Trump's momentum for announcing because his plan was obviously to win both houses going away last night and and then take credit. And like you said, I I don't want two years of elections stolen right now. I can't handle two years of that. But, I mean, I'm still a Trump fan. I love Trump. I mean, but it's it's time for – if it's not Ron DeSantis, there's a bunch of people – Yunkin yeah. and Virginia and mm. Tim Scott. I mean, the you guy know, just won by like twenty or thirty points. What I no know, Tim Scott's the man. It. What if What if DeSantis did something funny and made Trump our Russian ambassador, just so the Democrats' heads would explode? <laughs> 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 See, I told you, they'd go crazy. Uh, Anthony, good call, brother. I appreciate the wisdom. We'll do it again. Russell is in Teaneck, New Jersey, and I know Russell has a take on the pollsters. But Russell, uh, I got to ask you, as a Teaneck guy, first and foremost. Uh, where do you weigh in on this DeSantis-Trump thing? 
So you're asking a great question. Maybe Trump's going to announce something that he's running as president and DeSantis is vice president. Oh, Maybe uh, that will be a twist. Oh, I don't see it, man. I think DeSantis wants a shot at the big chair. Uh, but I get it. I get why you'd, why you'd think that, that, you know, because Trump always has a move up his sleeve. And I want to believe he's not announcing yeah, a, a Trump card. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I want to announce. <laughs> I, I don't want to think that he's announcing he's running next week because that puts him two years out. And that's a lot to ask of the American people, because if he's running, he's not going to be quiet. And I think there is a thing such as Trump fatigue, where even if you like him, you can't underestimate how much other people don't. You know what I'm saying? But he does have a big following. You have to admit that yeah. Trump has thousands and thousands of people, more than Biden had people sitting at his own rallies that were 10 people sitting there at, asleep. No question. So, this is where we mislead ourselves, though, because people who like Trump and have been watching how big the rallies get and the turnout that we get, you're still only talking about like 35 percent of the country. You know, there's another 65 percent you got to court. That's why, again, I don't put a lot of stock. Maybe in the- DeSantis will help Trump with the vice president. Who knows? Ooh, yeah, that. But my second question, which is my first, is the pollsters mm-hmm. have been wrong every single time mm-hmm. since 2020 or even more, 2016, 2018. Yep. Yep. So there's a big problem going on, and I think they need to fix that problem because that's really misleading people. Because people are yep. going to the poll thinking they're going to win, and there's going to be a beautiful red wave. When there's no red wave. Yeah. Well, listen, I would tell you this, man. The Democrats, too, like their internal polls, they thought they were going to get killed. That's why they were talking about stolen elections. But you're right to say the pollsters could be doing better. So, listen, I'll tell them to get their act together. I'll tell them, Russell. You waited on hold patiently. I'll tell them Russell and Teaneck is not having it. And these pollsters better turn their lives. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. I'll, I'll relay your message right now. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Russell not having it. Not having it with the pollsters. I, I listen to quote Bill Clinton, I'll feel your pain, you know. Uh, Ezra is down in Atlanta, Georgia. Ezra's always got a good take. What's up, Ezra? How you living? Well, uh, well, today I didn't uh, wake up too happy. So one yeah. thing for sure <laughs> is that we proved to ourselves the polls are wrong, as the last caller said. They've been wrong four times. They're worthless, and they lull people who might go to vote asleep. Yeah. I think the, my main concern, yeah, Santos hit one over the, the far wall, but we can't burn him out with all this stuff. Let him continue doing the great job and proving why he deserves yeah. the office. You got to purge Mitch and the dinosaurs. Because if I see that jolly putz up there flapping around again, but he stands for nothing. And that's really my, my concern. Mm-hmm. What do the Republicans stand for? No abortions. Well, why don't we start being moderate and say, Third trimester and birthday abortions are wrong and start there and make some progress. And then last comment, the Republicans failed to do what the Democrats do great, which is get a message, even if it's weak, get a message and all rally around it. So why didn't we get the police like the unions, fire departments, public school Mm -hmm. teachers where things are upset or failing the kids and get those people in there and get some of those blue votes? Last comment. Your music is the best. I mean, I'm on hold. I really enjoy listening to it. There but, you go, Ezra. That's it. That, we'll yeah. give the we'll so, give we'll give the DJ another uh, bag of ecstasy. He'll get he'll get a he'll get a raise. Good stuff, brother. <laughs> he likes the music. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. You know, Ezra makes a lot of good points. You know, the reality is we had a very weak crop of Republicans in some of these key races. And we didn't have the coherent message. Basically, a lot of Republicans relied on the fact that the Democrats are doing a historically terrible job, which is true. 
but it doesn't mean the Republicans made a better case for themselves. And I think that's part of the issue with the whole Trump thing going forward is, yeah, Trump's going to call the Democrats out on inflation and the border and foreign policy and everything in between. But there's going to be a lot of 2020 talk. And I'm just telling you, I travel the country. Okay, you guys are all over the country. So am I. But I travel like you're all in individual locations. I go to all of those individual locations. You can't imagine how little people care about 2020. They want to move on because they have bigger fish to fry and they really don't want the you know, the collective psychology of the country does have something called Trump fatigue. And it's not his fault. Okay, the media attacks him all like all day, too. So it's not to say it's just all him, but it is to say that you're asking a lot. Of a country, understand in the exit polling last night, 60% of the country disapproves of Donald Trump. 60%. Now you're telling me he's going to announce his candidacy next week and be on the ballot for two full years with 60% of the country already disapproving of the guy? I'm telling you, you're asking for an awful lot if you think he can carry this country for two years. I'm not saying it because I hate Trump. I'm saying it because I love the country and I need conservative leadership in charge, if I'm being honest with you. And I think the people who give us the best chance of doing that are the Ron DeSantis and the Tim Scotts of the world. But again, I'm not here to be the omnipotent Jimmy knows everything because gosh knows I don't. I'm, I'm an idiot. I lock my keys in the car twice a year. So let's hear from you guys. Kevin is in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Yo, Kevin. Hey, good afternoon, Jimmy. Hey, love your show. Thanks, buddy. But uh, I'm calling in today. It'd be a little contrary. And you did have one caller uh-huh. uh, a while back I agreed with. But mm-hmm. uh, no. now, as far as my background, uh, I was working in, uh, for a presidential campaign in the Iowa caucuses probably 20 years before you drove a cab in New York City. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now I live in Virginia now, but I, I have a bit of a handle on, on the Iowa caucuses, having worked for a presidential campaign there in 1988. Mm-hmm. And back then, our candidate, they said, was going to come in fourth place three days before the election, and we exceeded that uh, that finish dramatically. So, But, but when it comes to Trump, 70% of the Republican Party say that the election was stolen in 2020, and those voters are going to come out in droves. That adds up to 55 million people. Mm-hmm. Now, in the last a few primary seasons, the entire vote total for all candidates was 16 million. So Trump's got 55 million people who are still pretty peeved about what happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They're going to come out to these primaries, and I think Trump's going to lap the field. I don't see yeah. how anybody, even well, DeSantis, stands a chance. Well, this is what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't doubt that he's capable of getting a Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. I think the trouble is the general, okay, the rest of the country. Don't forget, I mean, he's losing the popular vote by 10, 15 million votes. And as, mu- as big as his support is on his side, it's still only like 35 percent of the election. So the issue is not that he wouldn't win the primary. What I'm saying is I don't know if he's a liability on the national stage in a way that DeSantis isn't. The reason I say that is they're going to dis- they're going to treat any Republican like they're Trump. If Tim Scott runs, they're going to call him a racist. We know it. It's laughable. It's what they do. But DeSantis is very good at handling the media and not committing the unforced error. You know, he handled them when they tried to slander him over the Disney don't say gay bill. And he's come at them tooth and nail when it came to lockdowns and mandates and masks. And that's where I think DeSantis is better in terms of his discipline and his message, his message, uh, disciplined message than Trump. But again, uh, this could go either way. I'm just trying to take the temperature of the country. If you say Trump's the guy that puts us at nine to three right now. So Trump is making a comeback and you are leading the charge, Kevin. 
Well, you know, is DeSantis even old enough to run for president? I think he's got to wait till his next birthday, right? So, uh, uh, but you know, he's a great guy. I think he's got a great future in the party in 2024 as a potential vice presidential candidate in 2028. But he's not tested. He's not won Iowa or Ohio yep. or Pennsylvania or Michigan or no Wisconsin. Question. Trump has Trump has done that. He's got more votes in 2020. He granted he lost mm-hmm. to Biden, but he got uh, six million more votes in the 2020 election than. Barack Obama's best. He got 16 million more votes. Listen, he's the first president. He's the first incumbent in history to increase his vote total and lose, which is crazy. But I think there's another reckoning we're dealing with here is mail in voting has changed the game because the Democrats are able to turn out voters who would otherwise be indifferent and probably not vote in a midterm. And that's another formidable issue because it makes the Democratic strongholds, the inner cities, that much more potent. Uh, And I I don't know. Listen, I have you down, though. I got you down in the in the racket, Kevin, and I think you make a lot of brilliant points. So keep being a friend of the show because I'm heading to a commercial. Uh, Quick break. More of your calls after this. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are all over the phones today. Mike is in Longview, Texas. Yo, Mike. Did I... Today. My buddy. I'm heading down your way. I'll be there Friday getting rowdy. And I'll be there waiting on you. Oh, that's a big deal, man. Okay, you're going to meet Jenny and the Link Man, too, so don't use any big words. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you announce that, I blocked that out on my schedule, so I will definitely be at Papacitas. But, oh. Uh, uh, what I'm calling in about, uh, I'm a small business owner here in Longview, uh, mm-hmm. and being a small business owner, every day is a grind, period, yeah. no matter how you look at it. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, while Trump was in there, that grind was a little easier. Mm-hmm. And so in my eyes, there was nothing Trump could do wrong, except for the Twitter deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife have had a divided household because she's a huge Ron DeSantis fan. Mm-hmm. And so after last night, I'm kind of having to take her side. So the worst part about my day to day was getting up and looking my wife in the eyes and telling her she's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now be honest though. If she's that big of a DeSantis fan, do you in your heart of hearts believe she was right? Or are you just saying that so you can get some? Uh, maybe a little of both, but uh, <laughs> I, I do think the, the hangover from the 2020 election is the only thing that's going to be talked about, and I think it's going to turn people off, and we definitely have to make some changes in this country. Otherwise, small business owners like myself might not be in business much longer. Yeah, no. I, listen, I, I get it. The climate is so anti-business right now that that's why I keep saying, like, the problems we have, we need a conservative leader to get in there. Uh, you know, cut more regulation and be pro-business. That's why I just want the guy who gives us the best chance to win. That's, I think, why we're having this conversation. It's not even a knock on Trump as a policy guy. It's just a knock on who gives us the best chance to win. I actually think right now it's DeSantis, but we'll see what everybody else says. Hey, Mike, uh, Friday, I'll see you at the bar. Bring the missus. Hey, first beer is on me, Jimmy. Now you're talking. All right, good stuff. I'll see you down there. Uh, Andrew is in Utica, New York. Yo, Andrew. Jimmy, my man, good to talk to you, buddy. Buddy, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but yes, it's nice to have some. <laughs> nice to have some three one five talk on the program. How's everything going on up, up there? Everything's good. Everything is wonderful. It's sunny, a bit chilly, but uh, I'm still loving it. Right. I was loving DeSantis' speech, 
And there's two points I want to make about DeSantis. One, um, he's the reason we're having problems in the rest of the country because every Republican basically has moved to Florida. So, <laughs> you know, true. votes we could have counted on in other states, maybe to get us over that Hochul hump yesterday, yep. they're, they're all gone. They've all gone to Florida. It's so true. All of Zeldin's supporters, they voted for a Republican governor, just not in New York. Isn't that nuts? Exactly. Um, well, and the see. other thing yeah. is he's doing it right. If Ron DeSantis is the candidate, the Democrats have nothing to run on at all. Yeah. Because of his record. I agree. That's the problem. So the substance favors DeSantis. And I actually I'm telling you, I think I think if Trump announces next week, he's just going to lose, regardless of the discussion we're having on the radio, because I just think two years yeah. is too much to ask of people because there's still like an existing Trump fatigue anyway. So I don't know. Exactly. But we can finish this conversation the next time I'm at Fat Cats. I'll be up there in the winter. So get your game face on. Oh, yeah. All right. I have the Riggies ready, waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, there you go, the chicken Riggies. Andrew, you're the best. See you, buddy. Uh, really quick. Uh, Scotia is in Burlington, Vermont. Yo, Scotia. Hey, let me just put this out there. No one's really mentioning this. I love Rick DeSantis, mm-hmm. and I really respected and appreciated Trump. Mm-hmm. But Trump is his own worst enemy for many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. He shot himself in the foot by right before the midterms, trashing Rick DeSantis, calling him wrong, DeSantimonious. DeSantimonious, And his son um, did uh, Fetterman a big favor by trashing Fetterman's speeching. Yeah, it wasn't good. So the people that were on the fence going, you know, maybe... You know, maybe I'm going to go this way. And then they hear, oh, Trump said that. You know, you good yeah. points. Scotia, I'm going to lose you to commercial break, but you were spot on, girlfriend. Call back anytime. We miss you already. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And our next guest is joining us on the line now. I got to be honest, we are going to bring on a Democratic strategist. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 He doesn't even mind the criticism at this point because he's having a much better morning than I do believe he anticipated. Kevin Walling is here. Hello, Kevin Walling. Hey, brother, good to be with you. And it's not lost to me that you were playing Get Your Freak On for my (laughs) intro music, so I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I know how you feel about it, but I'm... (laughs) I'm not going to make a big deal out of it on the air. Uh, be honest, Kevin Walling, I would think you were a little surprised, pleasantly surprised by what went on last night. Yeah, I think I, I think everyone watching the results uh, was completely surprised with the narrative going into mm-hmm. um, last night. And, you know, Democrats were preparing for the worst, upwards of 30, 40, even 50 seats. I, I had conversations with people across the aisle, uh, across Fox programming, that were predicting this in a Senate that looked like it was going to be 53, 54 Republicans. And that's simply not the case looking at the results. And obviously there's a lot of stuff that's still outstanding, especially in the West. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're feeling pretty good about where things came down. Yeah. To, to, to oversimplify it, the point you're making to my listeners is you didn't wind up drinking half as much last night as you thought you would. I, dr- I drank double because I was on with Trace Gallagher until about 4 a.m. last night. That's the only thing that kept me up. Too. <laughs> kept him coming. How about it, Kevin Walling? Well, let me tell you what we've been doing, and I want to get your take on this as a Democratic strategist, somebody who worked on the Biden campaign. 
I've opened up the calls today on the show, and I've just been polling people on whether they want Trump to run or DeSantis to run in 2024. Okay, so far on the Republican side with our callers, I've taken 16 calls. Okay, DeSantis is up 13 to 3. We have 13 DeSantises. We have three Trumps. We have one push. I wanted to ask you as a Democratic strategist, do the Democrats prefer Trump to DeSantis in 2024? 100%. They do, 100%. Right? And- I mean, the, the, one of the incredible bright spots for Republicans, and there were a few bright spots last mm-hmm. night, no question, was Florida. Yeah. I mean, the numbers alone are staggering. When you see that Ron DeSantis just four years ago won by just over a percent uh, against Andrew Gillum, to see the margin that he cleared, to see turning blue, deep blue areas, Miami-Dade, even Palm Beach County, mm-hmm. uh, deep red yeah. uh, is something that – and also having the coattails that he did to take four other Republican members across the House, that is what is propelling Republicans should they take the gavel mm-hmm. in the House. They can thank only Ron DeSantis. They can't thank Donald Trump. Oh, Kevin Walling is on the line. He's a Democratic strategist, so we're going to do something crazy. I've been taking so many calls today, and I wanted your Democratic wisdom before we got back into the calls. How do you feel about taking some live ammo with your buddy Jimmy Fallon, and we'll go to the phones and we'll get some Republican and Democrat takes? Are you up for it, Walling? Let's do it. I'm going to call my mom real quick. What's the number so she can call in? <laughs> Mama Walling. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you back. They won't rough you up. Everybody's friendly on this show. Uh, Amen. Karen is in Las Vegas. I just got back from Las Vegas. It was a miracle that I did so alive. Uh, Karen, how you doing, oh, girlfriend? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I am great. Now, I just want to give you a heads up. We do have a Democrat listening into the call. Yes, so do- I heard. All right, so it's get- okay. Hi, Karen. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Good. I'm great. Um, you know, this is... This is great because being in Las Vegas, um, I am actually from Florida, mm-hmm. and um, Ron DeSantis and that wave speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I think he is not a flicker, as one of your prior callers said. He's a blowtorch, okay. and trust me when I say that. And that you can just see that from how he went. Mm-hmm. But what I've been experiencing here is, oh my God, ad after ad oh, yeah. after ad about how. You know, we're going to take – the Republicans are going to take your rights away and blah, 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 and there's never been a counter. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think has to happen is, you know, you've got um, NBC, CNN, and that's just a rally for four years for the Democrats. Mm -hmm. But – and the other thing, you were just here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I said, why is abortion such a big issue? Well, a lot of the showgirls do not want to take birth control pills because they don't want to gain weight. They don't want to do anything else. So they use abortion as birth control. And so it is a big deal. And uh there was never any counter about that. Yeah, I... I, can't, I don't know. I don't know that whole uh, birth control narrative, but I have to look into that. Uh, I just got to be honest. When you said showgirls, my entire studio booth just perked up. So, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm perking up too. Yeah, that. Karen, even you even got Kevin Walling's attention <laughs> as a gay man. What did you do, Karen? Uh, good call. Karen, See? really quick. Just give me this before I yeah. let you go. Trump or DeSantis? Uh-huh. Really quick. In DeSantis, 20- DeSantis, DeSantis. Wow. All right. He's there you go. You heard that. What is that? For, is that number four? 14, it's fourteen three one push, and I put a star next to the fourteen because of the showgirls reference. Obviously, <laughs> um, stick with me, Walling. Uh, let me go. Let's talk to my man Bob. Is in Lyle, Minnesota. He likes a good showgirl as much as Hang anybody. On. I gotta go. Yo, Bob. Yes, sir. My man. Yes, sir. Uh, 
you're on the line with me and my man, Kevin Walling. We're trying to take a poll on this Trump DeSantis thing really quick. What's your take? Is it a is it a Trump? Is it a DeSantis? Is it a Tim Scott? Is it a Kanye? I don't know. Did I lose you? All right. We lost Bob after the show. Oh, there's Bob. Bob, where are you? Hello, my man. Trump or DeSantis? Really quick. Uh, I would I would vote for DeSantis. Trump had his two shots. Enough's enough. Wow. All wow. right. Uh, I will. I will. I, I mean, I like Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong. He's mm-hmm. the second best president in my life. Okay. Reagan. Only Reagan was better. Yeah. Listen, I love Reagan. Reagan was my guy. I met him as a little kid. So I, I am with you on that all the way. Uh, Kevin Wallen, can we get an amen on, Ro- on Ronald Reagan out of the Democrats? I will give you an amen on Nancy Reagan. How about that? That's <laughs> the best thing you can do. Uh, Bob, good call. But I agree with you, Bob. Before you go, I, I think what happened was, you know, Trump served a purpose for the party. But I think on a national level, if they want to win again, they just need somebody more disciplined. And that's where I think DeSantis is more potent. Would you agree? Absolutely. Well, good call. And and shout out to you for the Ronald Reagan reference. We'll do it again. 888-788-9910. Kevin Walling, Nancy Reagan, you can't give me a Ronald Reagan no, come on. Nancy Nancy was the powerhouse anyway in those eight years. Come on. <laughs> well, that's true. As a, as a Biden supporter, you know an awful lot about first ladies who are really in charge. I know a lot about powerful women. Uh, <laughs> and powerful showgirls, too, come to find out with Karen. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> oh, too funny. Kevin Walling is on the line if you're just joining us. We're taking some of your calls. I just want to get into one more because it's a key state. It's the battleground state of Michigan where Gretchen Whitmer emerged victorious to the delight of my guest. Uh, Robin, I don't know how you feel about that. Were you a Tudor Dixon gal? Wow, no. Actually, I woke up this morning crying. Oh, <laughs> it was girl. it was bad seeing that the whole state of Michigan. I trumped it. I walked in there yesterday all pumped up to vote. I was going to change and get Whitmer out, and I didn't do it. So. Oh, way to go, Robin. Uh, no, it we was blame depressed. you. But Robin, you I had one just, job. Come Rob- on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, just moved from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh. My daughter and I, April, are huge Jimmy fans, and we're going to be in the first two rows on the 17th. Oh, you're damn right you are, girlfriend. That's going to yeah. be that, – that's my birthday, by the way, so we're getting – I know it is. Oh, Robin, you tell April, get her game. You better wear a poncho, though. Do you know about this in the first two rows of the Jimmy show? It's like Gallagher. You're going to smash a watermelon. Yeah, yeah, we're smashing fruit. I mean, Robin, look at me. You know I'm not eating the fruit. I got to be doing something with it. Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, okay. um, Give me this. I'm I'm tired of Trump. I I mean, I love Trump. My daughter and I would throw ourselves in front of a bus for him. But I'm just tired of all the nitpicking. Um, and after the DeSantis comment last night, it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, I don't want to listen to four year, or two years of that. Wow. I just I think I'm tired. And I think the last caller had it. She pinned it um, or he pinned it was mm-hmm. um, that, you know, Trump was really good for us. Mm-hmm. And it showed us that politicians don't need to be politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they can be people that are experienced. But mm-hmm. um, I'm tired of it. And it's petty. And it's uh, egotistical. And Ron DeSantis is just, we were thrilled last night in in his acceptance speech, you know. He did a great job. Well, I'm going to see if I can get him to come to the Summit City Comedy Club to hang out with you in April, okay? That's cool. We'd love that. It was was such a good call, Rob, and I think I owe you a governor. I think that's, I owe you a governor. Uh, Good stuff, girlfriend. We'll do it again. So, Walling, let's have a minute of you and me time really quick. Um, do you get? I mean, I guess you get the sentiment here, which is that there's a lot more discipline in a DeSantis than there is in a Trump. Is that why you, as a Democrat, think he's more formidable? 
A hundred percent. I mean, he stays on message. He's he's got experience in the House of Representatives. He just had a, a, a huge margin election. Again, changing the demographics on the ground in a key battleground state of Florida, which is now trending away from the Democrats. And he's a young guy. I think he's only forty four, forty five. So he also has a long, you know, mm-hmm. you know, time in front of him too. So even if it's not this cycle, yeah. uh, in terms of twenty twenty four, he, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy, and that's a pretty scary thing for a Democrat. Well, let me ask you this, Kevin Walling, Democratic strategist: Does this change the Biden calculus? Because I'm now hearing he's going to run again based on what happened last night. Yeah, I mean, I think the president is taking a good hard look at at twenty twenty four. And the narrative has completely changed. All the candidates she stumped for, except those in Florida with Val Demings and mm-hmm. Charlie Crist, won and won handedly in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. You saw key issues of abortion come up uh, over the surface. You saw key issues of the, the notion of democracy and things like that come, bubble up. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were things that he was hitting on. So I think, you know, he's going to take a really strong look and he's probably in a better position now to, to seek reelection. Wow. Now, listen, I want to be very clear. Uh, there's a part of me that, like, you want to see Trump run again because you think he's beatable. I want to see Biden run again because I think he'd be in a tough spot in, in 2020. 100%. Yeah. But I, I have, you know, concerns for the sign language interpreters who'd have to make up so many new words <laughs> two years from now, three years from now, four years from now. Uh, my allegiances are torn. Uh, do you have time for a couple more calls, buddy? Absolutely. I love it. All right. Hank is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yo, Hank. Start. My man. How you living? Well, we're on a mower right now, and I'm trying to figure out what you know what kind of grass I'm going to deal with. <laughs> well, listen, you got a All Democrat right. on the line, so he'll smoke it if you can't cut it. Well, the, uh, they're, they're more on par in that scenario. <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. I got to get down there. Yeah, Hattiesburg. Yeah. Don't, don't sleep on Hattiesburg. Uh, Hank, anyway, the whole, go ahead. My point, my point is Trump versus DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Why waste the opportunity? Mm-hmm. With DeSantis in 24, when you can waste it with Trump, they're going to attack either one. Yeah. Trump can swamp the swamp. Mm-hmm. Mm. Will he is the only question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Hank. Here's my question for you. Do you here's my question for you, Hank. Do you think Trump is electable on a national level? I mean, in states uh, yeah, other than the Republican. Mm-hmm. It's a fair argument. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the and, and with with mm-hmm. mail in. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I know it's t- it's it's very tough. Well, that's the thing. If Trump runs for president in 2024, we should know whether or not he wins by 2026. So it's <laughs> it's, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a while, Hank. So be patient on that yeah. mower. Uh, we'll do it again, brother. Good call. Uh, let's go to my man, Gary, who is in Addison County, Vermont. Gary. Hey, Jimmy. You know, I, I love DeSantis. I wish he was my governor. Mm-hmm. I think he would make a great president because I'm probably more conservative than he is, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. But here's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Democrats have been importing voters by having an open border. Oh. Mm-hmm. DeSantis has been importing voters by attracting all the Northeast conservatives fleeing mm-hmm. to Florida. Yep. So he's got a pretty captive audience. He's just spent four years mm-hmm. building his voting base. Yeah. So I don't know how he could how he would do nationally okay. you know, compared can, to how good he does in Florida. Okay, no, it's a fair point. Barry tried to make that point earlier. Um and I think you did a good job of articulating Barry's point, which is that Florida is an outlier in a lot of ways. Um 
Let's ask Kevin Walling while we got you on the line. Kevin Walling, is Florida an outlier? And is this all a mirage because everyone from New York that I grew up with in an Italian family moved to Florida and put plastic over their couch? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at what happened in, in some of these other key battleground states, I think Florida certainly is that outlier. I think part of it, too, is is the way that uh, DeSantis has run Tallahassee and engineering a really strong battlefield in terms of congressional districts that favored Republicans. He's using the power of the governorship to his advantage because, again, when you have a lot of competitive races down ballot, that also drives turn up, up the up ballot as well in support of him. Wow. So I do think it is an outlier when you look at all the other states and the fact that Democrats are in a good position to hold the Senate. Yep. Uh, good point. So, Gary, though, does that mean that your uh, allegiance would be with Trump? I just want to get an accurate tally. Uh, no. If I was given a choice, I'd go with DeSantis. Oh, man. All right. It's 17-4 is the score right but now. Let, go ahead. Say one other yep. one other thing. I wish we did not take the House, mm-hmm. and I hope we do not take the Amen. Senate. Amen. Amen. That All is right. well. Listen now. Uh-huh. That is because we have two horrible years ahead of us, regardless of who controls the House and Senate. Yeah. And if we take either one of them, we're going to be blamed two years from now. Uh, if be... we if we're not in charge, we'll take everything in two years. Okay, that's not not a bad strategic gambit, but I, I do think Republicans want those majorities. But you make a good point, Gary. I like a good divided government because I don't want them to do anything. I just want somebody to take these Democrats out of the bar, Walling. You know what I'm saying? I don't I, I don't care what the Republicans do. It's what the in my opinion is what the Democrats have been doing. But I think you'll counter that with a lot of well crafted talking points. So I'm going to cut you off right now. You always do. Ah, oh, Kevin Walling. Thanks for this, buddy. This was a good hang. I'm sorry. I, I know you just thought you were going to be talking a little old me today. I'm sorry I made you work so hard. Hey, and one quick plug, mm-hmm. Jimmy. We talk about this all this time, civility, uh, talking across party lines, America first, that focus that we're all in this together. It was great to see a number of Republicans, Democrats concede. Uh, you saw Don Boldick call Maggie Hassan early yeah. on, Dr. Oz with John Fetterman. Same thing with, you know, Sherry Beasley in North Carolina. Ryan. That is the future. I'm glad to see that again on both sides. That civility is simil- coming back to us mm-hmm. to some degree in 2022. That, uh, that's a good thing. Well, you can thank and me. That's for, what your show you, is all about. You, you can thank me for playing Missy Elliott. Most of this is owed to me. You good you stuff. You get your freak on. <laughs> there you go, girlfriend. See you soon, Kevin Walling. Uh, more of your calls when we come back on Fox Across America. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, we got Jim Jordan coming up at the top of the next hour, but I'm going to squeeze in a couple of your calls quick. The tally right now, DeSantis is up 16 to 4 with one push. Clint is in East Texas where I'm heading. Yo, Clint. Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? My man. It'll be good, but it'll be better when I'm in East Texas having a beer with you. So get your game face on. Yeah. Um, add to I my like tell. I like it. All right. Works. What do you think? DeSantis or Trump really quick? I'm going to do a lightning round. I just want to get some answers. Okay. I- I'm going to go DeSantis, and I'll give, you a quick- I'll give you a quick reason. Okay. First reason is Trump makes horrible, horrible picks when he, che- when he-, when he decides to support candidates. And the other thing I want to say real quick is the the only thing that worries me about DeSantis running in 24 mm-hmm. is if we can't win national races in in states with this type of climate, with record inflation and all the yeah. bad that's going around, mm-hmm. how do we expect to win anything going forward? No, so, I think you make it, that one. I think you make a great point. Good stuff, Clint. I'll see you in East Texas. Clint making good points. Um, 
down in Sarasota, Florida. Austin's got a lot of skin in the game because DeSantis is the governor. Uh, Austin, would you give up your governor in 2024 or do you want Trump to run? Uh, yeah, I would I would I would be OK with that. Uh, just give it over to the attorney general for the last two years. And what I think would happen is if DeSantis wins the GOP nominee, my thought is that potentially Trump would want to run as an independent, which would be terrible I know. for the Republican Party because yep. it would take Split the vote. tons of votes away from tons and tons of votes away from. So I'm back to Ron my theory. DeSantis gets the nomination and promises to make Trump the Russian ambassador. Can you sign for that? <laughs> I think it would be a good troll. It would be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, Austin. We'll do it again, brother. Uh, more of your calls after Jim Jordan, who joins us next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, having an adult conversation about last night's midterm elections. We're bringing in Jim Jordan in this hour to back me up. We'll also have Brian Brenberg. Multimedia matinee idol. He is a King's College econ professor that's going to talk about the economy because the good news for the Democrats last night is, of course, uh, they did a lot better than they thought. You know, the bad news is this is not an omen uh, to change anything when it comes to their policies. We didn't get the red wave. We didn't get the sweeping mandate we were hoping for that would force some type of a course correction, which means Democrats uh, still kind of have their hands on our economy. That can't be good. No, it's not good. The economy is a disaster right now. When you're talking about a 40-year high of inflation, when you're talking about the fuel crisis, which, by the way, they're done releasing strategic petroleum reserves now that we've made it through the midterms in one piece. I would almost expect your gas prices to go back up. I mean, it's, you know, it's heavy stuff. But joining us now, a guy who is probably not in a heavy mood. He's coming off a win last night. Let's see if he's still drunk from the victory celebration. Jim Jordan. <laughs> hey, man. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. They give you some charcoal pills to get that natty light out of your system? <laughs> Congrats. Well, it was a good night in Ohio, but uh, yeah. you know we, we were we were hoping for better. Uh, we were hoping for better around the country, unfortunately. Um, but uh-huh. the good news is, winning beats losing, and it looks like we're going to win the House. And then you know, I, I anticipate, I guess, a runoff in Georgia to decide to take the Senate. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. Anything that will stop the Democrat train wreck that's been ensuing. You know, if it's divided government and things kind of hold steady for a year and a half, you know, till the till the general, I think a lot of Americans would sign for nothing over something at this point when it comes to Washington, because yeah. a lot of the something's yeah. been a disaster, right? Yeah, no, no, exactly. Uh, I was asked a couple of weeks ago, a reporter asked me, uh, can you, is there anything positive about the, the Biden administration? And, and I, I literally tried to think of something and I said, no, no, I can't think of anything because it's, it's been such a disaster. Um and so maybe yeah, just if we can if we can get the house, which it looks like we're going to, mm-hmm. uh, and then when when the Georgia runoff and mm-hmm. get the Senate, then we can uh, we can hold them at bay. Now there were some bright spots. I mean, you know, the, Florida was a vote for freedom last night, a oh, vote yeah. for liberty, and and we had some great candidates like Anna Paulina Luna had millions of dollars spent against her, and she won strong in the old Charlie Christie. Mm-hmm. So um, some real bright spots that I think are um, you know. Yeah. Encouraging Texas and Ohio. We won every statewide race in our state, Jimmy. So, yep. um, again, I, I think uh, I think some bright spots. Yeah, no, the Floridians and the and the Buckeyes, they brought their A game. They did. And everyone should be proud of their efforts. Do you think the close race changes the Trump calculus at all? 
No, I mean, I, I always, you know, look, this guy did more of what he said than any president we had, uh, have ever had, in, in my, certainly in my lifetime. Uh, his, his, his speech Monday night here in Ohio was just tremendous, uh, just tremendous speech. So uh, I, I think he's uh, plans to run. Uh, I, I think he was a great president. I think he'll be a great president in, in, in 24 during uh, when he wins that race. But, um, you know, when he decides to do that, I know he's, he's talking about next week, it seems like. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. That'll be his call. Yeah, what's so crazy, we're talking to Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. What's so crazy is I'm reading this morning that this makes Biden more likely to run in 2024. <laughs> I'm like, for what? He, I don't think he'll be running water in the year 2024. <laughs> Yeah, they. I, you know, uh, it sounds like he's going to, and that's the, I guess the word coming out of the White House. So fine, uh, um, you know, if that's who they're going to put up again, God bless them. I just, I just don't think the American people are gonna are gonna go for that. Um, yeah, because y- y- you can just see it. It's sad. It's sad for him and for his family. But I guess most importantly. It's sad for the country because he's just, frankly, not up to the job. Well, you know who's the saddest, and this doesn't get said enough, but I talk about it a lot on my show, okay? Uh, The guy that's the poor sign language interpreter that has to make up all these words, like, can we give that guy hazard pay? How is he not getting some kind of hazard pay? (laughs) Remember... I remember a few years ago, there was someone that someone was doing the sign language and they were just like winging it. They weren't yeah. really. You know, yes, there was really like trained. the Nelson Mandela funeral. There was a fake sign language interpreter. Oh, it was so sad. It was so sad. But but you step back and you're like, what? How does that? How does that happen? <laughs> yeah, they someone did. just up there like like conducting an orchestra that wasn't there or something. I don't know what they were doing, but it was like, well, I'm. You know, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe that's the person they got to go find for. Uh, well, it's these for, uh, the these future, are, yeah these are tricky times. You don't have to be qualified to be a sign language interpreter. I mean, if we we're going to be technical, you probably don't have to be qualified to be president. If you look at what's going on in the Oval right now, come on, man, big mess. Yeah. You know the the other thing, and in, in all seriousness, the other thing that I think is important is um, part of the take because you know we all you all look at the day after election, you're like, okay, what happened? And mm-hmm. I do think I do think in some ways it's it's down to just as simple as. Does this candidate are, are they genuinely going to go fight for the things that the people in their district care about? Do, do do voters see them as genuinely tough enough, articulate enough, real enough that they're and, and do they work hard during a campaign? You know, mm-hmm. I learned a long time ago, good things don't just happen. You want to accomplish things that matter. It takes hard work. Yep. It's just that simple. So I think some of these candidates may may not have worked as hard as they needed to, and um, just. Maybe didn't connect the way they need to with their with their voters. And then those who do, mm-hmm. I look at my buddy in, in Pennsylvania, Scott Perry, yep. chairman, chairman of the Freedom Caucus, tough race. He's been called everything by the Democrats. The FBI took his phone, for goodness sake, in an unconstitutional way. Uh, so, but, but he bust his tail. He won by 10 points in a swing district yep. because he works hard, and people know that he's actually going to do what he says, and he's fighting for them. Imagine that. Jim Jordan is on the line. Well, you talk about fighting for people. This is what I wanted to ask you. Okay, so if the Republicans take back the House, right, what are we looking at for two years? Are we really looking at investigations or does that depend on the size of the majority? You know, because there's obviously an appetite for accountability and the Fauci's of the world and gosh knows what's going on with the Bidens. But is it possible to set an agenda in the House right now? Yeah, I think you can. I think you do have to do the investigations because the country is entitled to the truth and our constitutional oath. It's part of our duty mm-hmm. to give the American people the facts. So we, we uh, released a thousand-page report last Friday on just how political the Justice Department has become, mm-hmm. uh, based on the fourteen whistleblowers who've come and talked to us. So um, yeah, we're gonna if, if we get the majority, which I think we're going to, we're gonna do that in an aggressive fashion and in a way that's consistent with the Constitution. But we're gonna do it. Uh, I think that I think that's warranted. And then I do think it's important. 
that we pass things through the House, even though Biden's not going to sign them, even though they may never get to the Senate, mm-hmm. to show here's what we're for on, on, on big tech and the censorship they're doing on conservatives. Here's what we're for on, on energy policy. Here's what we're for on how we would actually secure our border, which was secure just two years ago. Yeah. I think we have to pass those things just to show the country we're fighting for you, and if you give us the White House in, 20, in two years – this is the kind of stuff that we can get done. Yeah, this is what we're after. No, I think that would be super duper helpful. And as far as like the FBI, I hate saying it, but if you remember when you were a kid, if you went to like an amusement park, say in Ohio, you might go to Cedar Point or Kings Island or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. There used to be yep. these guys online that would wear these FBI hats, but they actually stood for Federal Bikini Inspector. Do you remember that old <laughs> gag? Like, I trust that guy more than the real FBI, and that's not a good thing. Like, it's not, well, but I do. That's just where I find myself. So if you guys could even, you know, get a little sunlight on that, give us that disinfectant. I think everybody would thank you for it. (laughs) Well, um, it was interesting. In our report, I mean, some of these whistleblowers talked about – and it's not the rank-and-file agents, as you know, but it is the Washington field office Mm -hmm. and the folks at the top. The the language the whistleblowers have used with our with our our, our committee is rotted to the core. I mean, that, you can't say it any stronger. So that is the problem. The Washington field office, the folks at the very top, they are political, and they're operating in a political fashion. And you do not have this great country, the greatest nation ever. You do not have America if you have a political justice system. It cannot be that way. It's supposed to be equal treatment under the law, and we do not have that right now. Yeah, it's scary, man. Uh, You know, a lot of people are losing faith in major institutions, and it's not the point of the media. It's not the fault of the media or the candidates. It's the institutions themselves. I mean, the FBI has put us in a really difficult spot in in terms of them being, you know, justice being blind. Let me ask you this. I was just reading a Steve Scalise tweet that he won't challenge Kevin McCarthy uh, for the House Speaker role. Is there anybody else in the party that might, wink, wink, nudge, nudge? Well, I, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, my, my what I've said all along is, you know, the the guy who gets you to the Super Bowl, even if it's a game in overtime, uh, gets to gets to coach the game in my judgment. So uh, I don't I don't I've not heard of anyone stepping forward um, and, and don't necessarily anticipate that. But um, we're focused on winning this thing. And, and uh, I do think Kevin has kept our team together, particularly a couple of years ago when we had the, the whole impeachment fight. I always point out that during that fight. You know, the conventionalism was going into it that every Democrat was going to vote to impeach the, the, the president and a bunch of Republicans were going to join him. And after we went through that long, hard debate and four months of it all, it was just the opposite. Every Republican voted not to, and um, a bunch of Democrats joined us and one even switched parties. So, um, yeah, I think that's I think that, that uh, that's you know, how that plays out. OK, because I was I was reading this morning that there were some internal people within the party who thought they underachieved and they were trying to pin it on McCarthy. I think everybody's just looking for somebody to be mad at this morning because I think they wanted mm-hmm. a bigger return than the one they got. Yeah, but well, I think. Did, yep. But honestly, Jim, I also think that's where people lose perspective. If you get out of this thing with the with the House and you get out of this thing, maybe even with the Senate, I, it's impossible to call it a bad night in reality. I just think people right. are a little impatient because they don't have the result they want in this moment. Do you think it has anything yeah. to do with that? Yeah, and I do think, like, you look at some of those Arizona numbers, they're moving back in a good direction today, mm-hmm. which, by the way, why does it— why, It's insane. You know, That's remember. the last thing I wanted to ask you about. How is this acceptable? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like we know that, you know, every two years, even numbered years, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, there's going to be an election. Let's be ready for the election. And back before we had all this technology, we got the results by midnight, one in the morning for everybody. 
And now we've got all this fancy technology, and it takes days and weeks. I, 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 I just don't understand. And I think most if, – if you and I don't understand it, we're in the middle of this. Yes. Like w- imagine the average American out there who's like, what the, what the yeah. heck is going on? Yeah, dude, can I it's say so something? When I read in, in, in yesterday in Arizona, it was printer settings that on election <laughs> – well, we can't send somebody to Kinko's or Office Max who knows how to program a <laughs> printer? Like – that blows my mind. Like, that's not acceptable. Here. And that, if you wanted to talk about something bipartisan that we could move forward on and maybe something the yeah. House could do, is, you know, you take back control of the House. I don't know how this would be approached legislatively, but if there was a way to get everybody on record for some type of electoral, you know, vote count or, you know, I don't want to federalize elections, yeah. but I would like to see right. a sped up count. I mean, what they did down in Florida it was, was great. At least you knew the same day. Now we have, you know, election yeah. month I don't like. Yeah, we, we, we have the same thing in Ohio. Ohio, we get the results by – we are talking about like 10 o'clock last night. We know everything. You can go to the Secretary of State's website, and it just constantly – every three minutes is refreshing and giving you county-by-county county results yep. in every district. It's like, why we can't have that I everywhere? Know. I do not know. Imagine that. I do not know. So if we were going to take yeah. a bipartisan step forward, that's what I would say. Last thing I'll throw at you. Um, your Browns are three and five. I don't even want to bring – I don't want to do that to you. you got enough going on in your life. Uh, but are you sold on the Bengals? Do the, do, do the Ohioans think the Bengals got a shot at this thing again? Well, remember, what, what was it last year? The Bengals were like nine and – Yeah, and they, they were like going. nine and seven, nine yep. and whatever. How many games are they playing now? Six, but they were just yeah. barely over five. Yeah, barely over 500 and made the run. So, uh, you know, Joe Burrows has got the, 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 the right. skill set to, to do that again, regardless of what that record may be. But right. the big thing, of course, is the Buckeyes in, the, in Michigan, the Big yeah. Ten, yeah. Uh, is looking looking like the good old days. No, it is. It's going to be a big one. I mean, they could be playing for the number one ranking in the country. Just one last thing. If you run into Joe Burrow out there in Ohio, I'm going to give you some real help here, okay? okay. Um, Joe, Burrow was doing, Joe Burrow was doing a press conference. This is like a year old now. And they had asked him if his gold chain was fake. And he said, are you kidding me? I make too much money to wear a fake chain. Now, that's not a smart answer, Jim. You're supposed to say, yes, it's fake to decrease the chances of someone taking it from you. That's the difference between playing in Ohio and playing in New York. If you ask somebody in New York, like, oh, yeah, it's totally fake. No diamonds in here at all. So tell Joe Burrow. I know he's a quarterback, but tell him to play a little defense, okay? <laughs> I'll do that. Right. I don't know if I'm going to ever see him, but I'll do that if I do. Well, congrats Jimmy, on the Jimmy win. Jimmy says this, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, tell right, Joe. Thank you. Thank Good you. stuff, Thanks my man. Doing. Thanks uh, for all you're doing. Take care, right. Jim. Bye-bye. Jim Jordan, there he goes, says nobody is challenging Kevin McCarthy in the House. Steve Scalise just said he won't. You know, the scuttlebutt around town right now is that, you know, Republicans are a little down on Kevin McCarthy because they thought they could have did better in this election than they did. I don't know because we don't have the results yet. And that's the bigger issue. We're talking about control of the Senate. We don't know who has it. Election day was yesterday. Can someone please step on the damn gas and count the votes? Not done counting on election day. More mail and votes are on the way. Looks like the Dems are screwed, Dems are screwed, but they'll say. Must keep counting on election day.
listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got Brian Brenberg coming up, but we're going to keep taking your calls the rest of the way. CJ is in Evanston, Wyoming. Yo, CJ. Hey, Jimmy. Glad to finally talk to you. Yeah. Love to always talk to an old taxi driver and an old ambulance driver. We should... Oh, get out of here. Right. Okay. Who do you yeah. think pound for pound? Because you're an ambulance driver. You're obviously driving with a great degree of urgency. But who do you I, think? I, I Have was. you ever driven in New York City? No, I was lucky enough not to make it that far out. Here, <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I only bring it up because there was a, a NASCAR driver was on set on America's Newsroom a few weeks back, and we were talking about driving. And I would, I said to them, I bet you uh, a New York City cab driver like myself, first of all, we can outdrive NASCAR guys. They're just going in circles for eight hours. Do you think the ambulance drivers can take the NASCAR guys? I'm just trying to start a fight here with them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Gordon, if you're listening, that one was for you. Me and CJ straight up against any two NASCAR guys you want to bring forward. But right now, really quick, let's stay on message. It's it's the, the, the debate I was having with the callers was Trump versus DeSantis. And I know you had another take on the election, and I'll let you get to it. But what do you think we do in the Trump-DeSantis thing in 2024? You just got to let those two fight it out. Uh, it's the only way it's going to happen because how okay. primaries go, unfortunately. You just... That's the thing. Is like, how much energy is going to be left after that primary is done? Uh, well, listen, the Democrats are going to have a pretty contentious primary, too. I know they say Biden's going to run now that he won. But honestly, he's too old and beat up. I can't see him asking either the country with a straight face to give him four more years. The guy will be 82 at the time he runs. You know what I'm saying? Reagan was 76 yeah. when he left office. You're telling me Biden could be in office at 86? I don't see it happening, you know. But I do think, like you said, if it's a Trump-DeSantis primary, it's going to be pretty vicious. Um, on the whole, what was your takeaway from last night really quick? You think the Republicans need better messaging? Is that what you were saying? I think report, Republicans need a better messaging because I'm going to use a sports analogy real quick. It's like Alabama playing Stanford right now, mm-hmm. and Alabama eked out a triple overtime win with like two points. Yeah, they should have beat them by 40. Win. Yeah, it's it's still a win, but everyone was expecting there to be like just uh, you know a wipeout, mm-hmm. and that's how I was when I was watching you know the you know Brett Bear and everyone else last night, and and I think the the lot of the, the lot of the points were on point. You know, like yeah. there was something wrong. You you mm-hmm. you had a lot of candidates just failed, or you had some top ticket candidates that just didn't have the coattails to pull anyone else across. Yep, the only guy who did but, really was DeSantis. I mean, he carried his right. state big time. Well, you, you've been asking everyone else, DeSantis or Trump, mm-hmm. over the last hour. I will say DeSantis, but I'll give you a, a, a an extra one just in case. Mm-hmm. And this is one I think that should – seriously, people should be looking at him, and that's Dan Crenshaw. Ooh, and a Crenshaw. Wow. I did not see that coming. I thought I might saw a, a Tim Scott or a Carrie Lake or a Nikki Haley. CJ, uh, a true wild card. Uh, with the Crenshaw recommendation, the score now 18 DeSantis, four Trump, and one for Crenshaw. We'll get back to your calls after this. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. We are fired up to talk to this next guest, a fan favorite on this show. I use the word fan in a singular sense, certainly not plural. Uh, But no, we love him. Fox News contributor, econ professor at the King's College, Brian Brenberg. Back on the show. Yo, Brenberg. 
Yo, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry I can't join you in studio, but I bet the farm on Charlie Chris last night, so that didn't work <laughs> out. I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing bucket drums down in the Union Square subway station right now. Apologies for the noise. Well, the good news is Hokel won, so the cops aren't going to harass you. There's no crime <laughs> being policed now. You can play those drums. You can have some fun. Light a spliff. Doesn't matter. You want to laugh, Brenberg? Since you mentioned the subway. All the way yeah. up to this election in the last two weeks, you know, crime was a big issue. So what did Hochul do? She had a big police presence on the subway. There wasn't a single cop on the one train on the platform at Penn today. Last week, it was like the Pope was in town. This week, nobody. Can I tell you that is ex- – I, I, so I just you – know, I'm a man of the people. I'm on the subway every day. Just came down to my office here in the uh, downtown. Union Square Station, which I always have to go through to get down here. The last three weeks, that place, you know, it's been like 10 cops per square foot down there. I saw one solitary police officer in that entire station. I mean, it is like clockwork. She wins the election. Every one of those guys back off the street. Thankfully, I only had one stranger huddling next to me in the train car looking for a little help. Uh-huh. As a crazy guy walked down the middle of the car. I mean, it, <laughs> it, you're totally right. Yep. Totally my experience. Yeah, they totally pulled the cops. And to be clear, the cop you saw was actually a straggler from Halloween. It was a <laughs> guys, still, village people group. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they're tough. You it know? was the hot cop. He was coming from a disco, and uh, he wasn't even a real cop, if you notice, Brenberg. Um, something I've been doing today, and we did this with Democratic strategist Kevin Walling, our good buddy Kevin Walling, is I was kind of reacting to the midterms, and we had a poll going. On Trump versus DeSantis, should Trump step aside and let DeSantis go for it? Or if they just run head to head, what would you choose? Do you want to know what the tally is right now for callers on the show? Could you get what would you guess? All right, let me give you this. Okay, we've taken 23 calls on this up 22, 20, 24 calls on this subject. What do you think the tally is between Trump and DeSantis? Well, knowing I'm going to be wrong, mm-hmm. I'm going to look. I'm going to say it's pretty close to down the middle. But I'm guessing the way you're talking about this, it's skewed pretty hard one way or another. So give it to me. Yeah, it was DeSantis is up eighteen to four, with one wow. push. Barry couldn't make up his mind, and <laughs> we had one. Barry. Co- we had, I know Barry, get it together. And we had one caller <laughs> who threw his support behind Dan Crenshaw as a write-in candidate. Which I got to be honest with you. Oh. Yeah, with all due respect to the congressman, I do have a better chance of being Miss Universe than he does of being president. <laughs> you know, I always thought you'd be good in that role if this radio thing doesn't work out. I could <laughs> I could see a future for you there. I got the curves, I Brenberg. I got the curves. You, you know what? There's no disputing that, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> well, this is what we're going to do, okay? I know you're a big showbiz diva, and you couldn't even make it into the studio. Something about a joke about playing drums, and fine, I get it. You win me over with your hum- humor. We have some fabulous callers that have been on hold. Can you hear some people out with me? Do you have it in you? Yeah, sure. Put them on. See how I put them on the spot? Brian Brenberg. Can't, you know, made him an offer he couldn't refuse. I mean, because how bad would you have looked on the air if you were like, hell no, Jimmy, I ain't talking to these people. <laughs> yeah, great timing on the question. A lot of options. <laughs> that would have been great, though, Brenberg, if you actually said no. Uh, Jimmy, I didn't agree to this. Funny. I didn't agree to an open house. Uh, T <laughs> is in trip. Newton Falls, Ohio. Jenny Fala country. Yo, T. What's happening, Jimmy? Bag of donuts. There you go. How you doing, Brian? Nice, nice to see you. There you go. I don't know if Brenberg will say anything back to you. Brenberg, did you hear T's warm greeting? Yeah, 
Can you not hear me? Oh, yeah, your mic cut for a second. I can hear you. Just, yeah. just making sure he wasn't being a diva. Uh, <laughs> DeSantis oh, all the you, way. You say DeSantis uh, 2024, so that puts us at 194. Yeah. What's your reasoning? And Well, it's it's logical. He's only going to get four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's a lightning rod. Uh, I love his policies. I voted for him twice. Mm-hmm. But he picked and he picks terrible side candidates. He does all the time, the, and he just causes too much division. And we we if he announces this week, we are going to be so tired of him. That's and I know. I, two I'm, years. He's got to keep up the balloon for two years. No I mean, way. That ain't, that's not happening. And somebody said something about him running as an independent. I think you have to do that before the primaries. I'm not sure. Yeah. You, at, at the if he runs in the primaries and gets beat by DeSantis or anybody else, then he's a write-in. Yeah. So, he runs as a Republican. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that shakes out, but you've added to the tally. It's now nineteen for DeSantis. Wow, T, this is getting wow. this is getting heavy. DeSantis DeSantis is as hard nosed and as tough as Trump and is he's got Trump's policies without being having the pettiness and the arrogance. Okay. No, all of this, all of this stuff does matter. So then, the last question I ask you before I let you go: If you were going to bet on one thing right now, okay, would it be DeSantis or Brenberg's seven and one Minnesota Vikings? Who do you think has a better shot to go all the way? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a believer. Oh, T, stick the knife in. Good call, buddy. Brenberg, did you hear that? By the way, T, who was nothing but pleasant, nothing but nice to you. But uh, he ain't he ain't a strong buy on the Vikings. No, man. I mean, he just sets me up. I think I got a buddy on the line. I'm going to get a little affirmation in the Vikings, and boom, just drops me. I mean, like, how does he do that? That's Ohio hey, You know what's people. interesting, Good. though, about uh-huh. this, mm-hmm. this poll you're doing? I mean, the thing about it, you know, you just you kind of just look at the economic piece of it for a second. Mm-hmm. And that kind of the economic messaging, and everybody kind of thought that was going to lead the way here. And it, there's no doubt about it. People are, are upset about the economy, and mm-hmm. it's, it's motivating them at some level. But what you saw last night really was, look, people were willing to vote for you on the economy if – you could really bring them a track record of knowing how to manage the economy. Do you see that? So you look at like Florida, for example, Ron DeSantis, he could talk a great game in the economy, but he could back it up. I mean, you had people literally moving their lives down there to partake Mm -hmm. in what he had built. To me, that's the lesson. You could have voters in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. who were upset about the economy, but when they looked at the debate stage and, and they said, you know, which of these guys has a better plan? I don't think they looked at either of them and said they've yeah. got a great plan. And so then they're going to plan B. Okay, well, what do I care about next? But I don't mm-hmm. think either of these guys can do anything. So to me, it's like a back-it-up economy now, like, or back-it-up voting. If you can't put some evidence behind what you're talking about, voters just don't seem to be that interested in it. Wow. So Brian Brenberg says Dr. Oz offering to sell vitamins to save the Pennsylvania economy. <laughs> Was not enough. <laughs> Miracle weight loss cures not enough to hold on to the Senate in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Give me another call. I got. Oh wow, we got a lot going on here. Let's get. Let's go down to Texas. Leanne is in Texas. Yo, Leanne. Hello. Hey, girl. How you living? I'm living good. Living well. well living I, large. I'll, well, I will be living all of those things in Texas this time tomorrow. So if you're around, you can come get rowdy with the Fela family. We're going to be in uh, Longview. We'll be at Papa Cita's on Friday. What do you think of that? 
Sweet. Awesome. Thank That's you. great. Get really yeah. quick. Give me one, okay, before you offer to buy me a mountain of beer because I'm your favorite radio host ever. I kid. <laughs> I love you. Give me one. Is it Trump or DeSantis in 2024? I hope it's DeSantis. And the reason is it's not that I don't like mm-hmm. Trump. He's fine. I, I don't care about his mean tweets. I could care less. His policies are wonderful. But I don't believe that any Democrats or any independents are going to step across and You're vote right. for Trump in 24, mm-hmm. but they will for DeSantis. And DeSantis has an amazing track record, and he's articulate, and he's got a lot of balls. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, now oh, you can offer oh. to buy me all of that beer. That was spicy okay. talk. <laughs> Le- okay. Leanne, great call. We appreciate the brilliant analysis, as always. And thanks for not using any big words in front of Brenberg. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> By the way, the nerve of me to make that joke about you, the actual college professor. <laughs> I, I, I majored in intro to Xbox, and, and I'm slandering your education. Oh, no, man. I'm just taking her silence on the Vikings as a as a vote of a positive vote for the Vikings. So thank you for that, Leanne. Thank, thank you for not saying anything negative about the Vikings. Thank I you. Think. And she just hung up on both of us. She's like, I don't need to be a part of this. I don't know my good name lend to this. <laughs> Uh, yo, what do you think of that, though? Because that's a good point that she makes is about getting independence. It's probably a little easier for an independent to vote for a DeSantis than a Trump. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the key, right? It's clear you've got a population of people out there who are kind of fed up with politics or looking for answers. Mm-hmm. They're probably in that independent category. And again, they just like they want to see the numbers. They want to see the hard data. They want to see the results. And they're going to vote for that. I mean, you, you look at like a Georgia where democracy was supposed to die. It didn't. And Kemp won because <laughs> yeah. people thought like, the guys governed pretty well. Yep. Florida's the same way. But but the, these races where it was just big names and big ideas or a lot of grumbling, mm-hmm. it just didn't get any traction with those independents as it turns out. Yeah, no, and it's tough. And I mean, the thing with Oz is you're going up against a guy in Fetterman who's just so sharp on the stump. It's like, how can you compete? <laughs> yeah. You know, with those type of rhetorical skills, like he just never had a chance. I kid. Uh, <laughs> Brenberg, give give the people one more opportunity uh, to hang with Brenberg. Ike is in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Ike is very sharp, dude. Yo, Ike. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing today, man? My man. Uh, well, the great pumpkin did not fly into the pumpkin patch last night. We were promised a red wave, uh, but Linus let us down. There was no great pumpkin sighting. It did not happen, man. Nope. You know, there's either two things going on. Either the electorate really doesn't want things to be a whole lot better, and I, and I can't believe that. Or it's just that we have some seriously horrible candidates out there yeah. uh, that just can't get their message out and win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely a DeSantis over Trump. I think Trump is uh, – uh, he sucks the oxygen out of everything. Um, the only interesting thing is that the Democrats would spend so much time trying to continue to destroy him mm-hmm. that uh, DeSantis might have a little more of his way with them because of that yeah. and be able to get his message out a little bit easier. So, uh, but uh, He flies into the storm well. Yeah, DeSantis flies into the storm well, takes on the media well. So I think that would be uh, an asset for him. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, Ike. I think it's I think it's gonna get messy. I think it's gonna get really messy, really fast. Well, you know, I think yeah, and I think DeSantis can hold his own when it comes to messaging yep. and actual policy. Mm-hmm. Whereas all of the argument with Donald Trump was a personality thing, and and you know you're right, his ego and whatnot uh, doesn't allow him to uh, uh, back off of that. So. Yeah. Um, I just think DeSantis, strategically, DeSantis would be a much better pick. Duly noted. It is 21 to 4. Good call, Ike. We'll do it again. Brenberg, my final theory that I posited 
was that maybe to make everybody's ego satiated, we let DeSantis win the presidency and make Trump the ambassador to Russia just to upset the Democrats. Wouldn't that be a little funny? <laughs> you are the master diplomat. You know exactly how to split things so everybody is well, happy. The guy who makes everyone happy. Well, you don't want to know what the gig is for real, though, is if you made him an ambassador to Scotland where he's got all the golf courses because then he could just go uh, golf, claim it's a gig, say it's the best ambassador in the history of ambassadors. The other ambassadors are losers. You know what I mean? We don't have enough uh, uh, inner ambassador turmoil in this country. I would be uh, I'd be for that. No, you get a little ambassador turmoil. It might might suck a little bit of the energy out of the rest of the things that are going haywire. And, so and are you ready I'm, for this? I'm all for that. Let's soap you. opera here. And are you ready? Okay, Brenberg, because this is how far ahead I've thought to making everybody happy. You don't even have to change the merchandising. Hear me out, okay? Four words. Make ambassadors great again. How about that? You get to keep the hats, keep the shirts. He goes golfing. Republicans win the White House. I just saved the country. What more do you want from me, people? That's all I'm saying. I mean, have we had a good ambassador since Jefferson went to France? Thank you. I mean, it's about time we do something. I mean, no one talks about it, but it's the ambassador class that's failing us, Brent Burke. And I'll be damned if we're not going to turn it around. You know, everybody gives you their Supreme Court picks if they run for president. I want the damn ambassador picks. Can we get the ambassador picks? Thank you. The list right now. I want to see who's on that list. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. Uh, listen, I'm still a believer in your Vikings. Just because every time I watch the Packers play, I become a little bit more sold on everybody else in that division. But uh, great call, and I appreciate you giving the little people some of your time. And by the little people, I mean oh, me, yeah. Mikey, and Josh. Of course, you guys. Love you guys. See you, buddy. Quick call. Uh, we are back after this. Call and speak to Jimmy now. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, the nice thing about Fox Across America is when we take a poll, when we have an election, you get results right away. I am the Florida of radio shows. Okay, we polled the audience today. We took calls. Okay, we aired, uh, I believe, 25 of them, but we took... Uh, during this poll, three more calls during the break that we were unfortunately unable to air due to time constraints. But Dennis, Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont, says he is for DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Wow. Okay, so that makes it 22 to 4 DeSantis. Denise in Philly, okay, also for DeSantis, 23 to 4, Denise. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, But then rounding it out is my girl Carol in Darwin, Oklahoma, who says Trump should come back down the escalator. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. So the final tally uh, is 23 people said DeSantis should be the Republican nominee in 2024. Five people, five people said it should be Trump. What you just said is a disgrace. Whatever. Joining us now to weigh in and round it out. Uh, he is originally from Pennsylvania. Uh, he now resides out in the great state of Nevada where they can't count votes either. Brian Lee is on the show. Hey, man. Hey Jimmy, how you doing today? It is uh, it's rough. I'm I'm batting 500 right now. <laughs> well, aren't you supposed to be throwing Laxalt votes into a fire or ginning up Cortez Masto votes? What is what's the rule out there? How do they do that? Well, it that's depends on your county. Uh, I, I'm in the county that that, uh, that likes freedom, so so we're okay here. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get down in Vegas, that that area, forget it. It's a whole different monster down there. But no, we're doing good here. Okay. Uh, it, 
but yeah, but I'm still I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm throwing out this shout out if I can. Mm-hmm. Any of my friends back in Pennsylvania, if, if you're ready for some freedom, we'll, we'll, come on out. We'll we'll save you. Okay, come well, out give, here and <laughs> give me this because I know you're doing a Veterans Day show, and I don't want to lose you. We have like two minutes. When is the Veterans ah. Day event? That's what I want to know about. It is on Veterans Day this coming Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to be in Virginia City at the Piper's Opera House, Ooh. the historic Piper's Opera House. Phenomenal place. Uh, just a giant uh, – it's, it's great. I can't even describe the room, but it's so beautiful. Uh, and uh, we're, oh. we're going to be one of the first comics that have played there, I think, since Mark Twain. Wow. I actually know yeah. where this is because I've been to Virginia City when I was out in Carson. And it's such a badass town. If anybody's listening, you haven't been to Virginia City, you're basically driving to the year, what would you say, 1805? Pretty much, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all set up. They have, like, the original original wooden streets. Yeah. Like, from when they built the town. No, it's so it's, nuts. It's, yeah, no, if you get in an argument with somebody, you can actually have a draw in the middle of the street and kill them. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually not kidding. Um, Brian, give me this again. It's this Friday. Uh, in yep. Virginia City, what time's the show? The show starts at seven. The doors open at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get advanced tickets uh, discounted at PipersOperaHouse dot com. Uh, and military uh, veterans, uh, active duty, and reservists all also get discounted tickets uh, for the show as well. Um, and and it, it, we're also raising money for a veterans charity. So this is a charity event. You're damn right. So, so this Friday, while I'm drunk down in Texas. You'll be doing something great on behalf of the veterans, of which you are a veteran. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your fundraising efforts, Brian. And uh, I appreciate you having me, Jimmy. Of course. Call back. Let us know how the gig goes. This show is over. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Watch it or don't, but be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.